everybody tells you you're supposed to share content on social media. You're supposed to post, post, post. But what do you post? That's what we're going to talk about today. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is part of the Digital Toolbox, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. And today we're going to get into the nitty gritty of social media and really talk about kind of content you should be posting on social media. And I can't think of a better person to have this conversation with than Victoria Lee. Victoria is the CEO and co-founder of 100 Pound Social. Victoria, a former journalist, started 100 Pound Social after following spinal surgery in order to create a work-from-home flexible job for herself. And today, the company is fully remote distributed with over 20 team members. Victoria, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Victoria, I am always struggling to get content ideas and find just the right post for me and for my clients. So I'm wondering if we can talk about some simple post types that you have discovered work really well. Yeah, of course. So I think the type the type of post that works really, really well that is sometimes tricky to put together is the personal post that's based on your own story and your own experience. Ultimately, social media is a human platform. And if we can read a story and we can relate to it, we're more likely to engage with it. We're more likely to comment on it, like it and share it. So in every single post you create, you want to try and relate that back to your own experience and feed that in. That's the hands down the top type of post when it comes to creating content that gets the best levels of engagement. That is such great advice when you're working with an individual or a small company because it is so personal. But can you do that same personal experience when you're working with a larger organization? Can you bring that personalization in and how do you do it? Yeah, of course. It's harder. There's no doubt about it. It's harder and you have to approach it from a different angle. You And it also takes more time. You have to bring in team members, you have to be able able to create posts that look at the team members' experience, get your team contributing to your social media content and strategy. It's totally doable and there are great companies out there that do it really well, but it's definitely a more time-consuming strategy if you're working with a bigger team rather than a personal brand. The point that you made, that it's the best type of post, the payoff is really there when you can get that personal. 100%. So... Can you give me some specific examples of things that you would encourage people to write about or ways to weave that personal experience into your story? Yeah, of course. So I think one thing that people often don't do on um, social media is testimonials. So if you're a company, you want to be talking about what you want to be telling people what you've done and why why you know your staff you want to be showing testimonials from your existing customers or clients and you can always read that back to the personal point you can include the testimonial and then talk about your experience working with that client so that's a really great way to bring the personal story into a post that's also going to be showing people that evidence about what you as a business can achieve for them um, the next thing is video. Video is often really overlooked. Um, we've all got iPhones and at the end of the day if you do a video post, your engagement is going to be tri- you know, double, triple what it would be if you did a text-only post. Um, and for a lot of people, it's that fear of getting in front of the camera. 
obviously every video post is personal because it's then you as an individual putting your face on that message that you're putting out there. Um, So those would be my top tips in that respect. It took me a long time to get comfortable with video because I came out of a corporate experience where you did very highly polished, very professional videos, perfect lighting, perfect makeup. And not only don't you have to do that, I often find that I'm turned off if the video is a little too slick and I'm on Facebook or I think of it as a more casual experience. Yeah, absolutely. And it obviously it depends about the type of company. If you're a, you know, a multi billion pound corporation, you are going to be putting those slick videos out there. But often consumers don't expect that from small businesses and startups. And they prefer to see that human side of the owner getting on camera and giving a Facebook live or going on LinkedIn and publishing a video. And at the end of the day, it's you've got to look at it and go, what's that video going to achieve? And what's it going to achieve versus if I didn't post it or I didn't post anything? And the answer is always going to be if you post something, you're going to get more results than if you do nothing. Absolutely. Great advice. Okay, so I know I want to have these personal posts. Do you have a few tips for pre-planning? Because that's the other thing I think people really struggle with is I want to do all this stuff, but I'm running a business here. How do I get it all done? Yeah, absolutely. So pre-planning is the most important thing because ultimately with social media, is you can get a post and you can make the most amazing high engagement post and publish it. But if you only do that once a year, you're not going to achieve anything. Consistency is the aim of the game. So if you're not pre-planning your content and you're running a business, it probably means you're not going to regularly publish, which will defeat the purpose of the whole uh, investment you're making in social media. So pre-planning is really important. My advice is to set a time, whether it's once a week or even once a month in your calendar, and use that time to sit down and plan the next week or month of content. You can use evergreen content. So you can plan content that's still going to be valid in a month or three weeks time. And then if you have time, you can supplement that with more up to date content. At, you know, on the day if you see something relevant. But it's about making sure that you've got a schedule of content ready to go out even when you do get busy. The other thing I would say is outsourcing. If you are if you are running a business and you are making a profit, it is often worth outsourcing your social media. It's not actually that expensive to do. Um, you can get a social media assistant or outsource to an agency. The key thing if you're going to outsource is to provide a briefing. They have got to be able to replicate your voice. Otherwise, what we've talked about with personal posts is all going to go down the drain. Um, So you've got to be able to provide a really comprehensive briefing um, in order for them to be able to do that for you. You know, that's really good advice. When we work with clients on social media, the, the better clients, the ones where we are actually more successful are the ones that recognize We're going to do the heavy lifting, but they still have to stay involved. They have to be sending us photographs of the new building being constructed or the photographs of the chef working in the kitchen. We'll figure out what to do with that content, but in order for it to be really authentic and retain that personal, it's got to be that give and take. You can't be hands off. Yeah, 100%. And we find that with our customers. We get the best results for customers who 
everyone has to provide us as a company with a briefing, but it's the customers that every month come back to us. They fill in the form. We send them updating us, giving us feedback. And they're the people that we get the best results for because we can adapt the post based on their feedback and make sure the content is reflective of what's happening right now in their company. But it's definitely a yeah two-way street. Absolutely. Okay. So if they do decide to do it on their own, it still doesn't have to be a wake up every morning and post. There, there are lots of, of posting tools. Do you have any scheduling tools that you really like? Yeah. So we use a tool called Hey Orca, um, which again is very good if you are going to be working with somebody, um, an assistant, for example, because it's got a great commenting system on it. There's also the more mainstream tools like Buffer, which I'd really recommend if you're going it on your own. It also includes social listening. Um, so you can monitor keywords, you can monitor your company name. And that's really important, again, because you need to be looking at what conversations are happening around your brand and around your key industry words so that you know what content you should be posting about. Awesome. Victoria, these have been great tips. Thank you so much. No, that's my pleasure. I'm going to encourage everyone who's listening to check out 100poundsocial.com. There'll be a link in the show notes so people can learn more about you. Thank you so much. If you've enjoyed today's conversation and you'd like to find other tips and resources for your business, be sure to check out digitaltoolbox.club. Look for MTFW wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.